listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the what? Road to Omaha Podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod, and you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. Make sure you do that. Lots of content coming. Astros content is popping off on Apollo HOU. Road to Omaha pod. It's about to blow up. We got regionals coming when you're listening to this Friday morning. And Des, before we even get into the regional talk, I want to talk about one specific team that we've been dogging all season long. The Louisville Cardinals did not make the postseason. And I, I'm just happy. I'm, a, I'm content. I'm not nervous anymore. I feel great. Louisville Cardinals, not in the top 64. Goodbye, ACC. See you later. Look, when we started this fraud or not segment, um, obviously it was tongue-in-cheek at the beginning, but as the season grew on, uh, we were legitimate. And as unbiased national media, college baseball journalists, um, we, we read through it. We saw the bullshit, and we said, hey, Louisville's not it. I mean, at that point in time, I, they were top 10 team in the country, and we're just like, hey, we're seeing through it. Like, hey, hot route, hot route, 7-Eleven. We're reading through it. Like, there's nothing that is going on right now that equates for this team to be a top 10 team. And uh, as we begin the road to Omaha, Louisville's out. And uh, it sucks. It sucks for that city. It sucks for for those fan base. But, look, we prepped you, and you had a win. And we said, you're, you're, you're playing baseball right now that's not good, and it's – it's 500 ball. You're winning. You're barely winning the games you should. And that's not going to be enough to get you into the tournament. And um, they didn't listen. And so um, Louisville's on the outside looking in for the probably one of the greatest times of the uh, the world. It's uh, it's baseball time. Maybe it's playoffs. Yeah. So Louisville, goodbye. See you next year. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I I just don't want to talk about Louisville anymore. I'm all done. We've cleared the air. We're all good with that. Now, starting with the actual bracket itself. So we've got 64 teams here. Got a bunch of regionals. It's double elimination if you're not familiar. So there's 16 hosts. Each each host has four teams in it. It's double elimination until you get your one team that comes out of your regional. So, for instance, we're starting, I guess, in Fayetteville, Little Rock. Want to do it? You want to start in Fayetteville? Or is it Little Rock? Figure out where your campus is, Arkansas. But um, <laughs> Yeah, Arkansas, the number one overall seed, the best team in the country all season long. They were either one or two, I want to say, after the first weekend, the whole the whole season. They they came into that SEC Big 12 matchup in Arlington, and they 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 were really good. They went 3-0, I believe. Um, yeah, so Arkansas, they just mash. They don't have to pitch as good as you because they mash better than you. So they got Arkansas. They got New Jersey Institute of Technology as the four seed. <laughs> is so, that a real school? Congrats. Is that a real school? Stop. NJ, is that a real school? NJIT. Congratulations. Look, Here you are. Shout out NJIT. You busted your ass all year and you get fucking Arkansas the first game of the year. The or, 64th team. Of, of the tournament. The 64th team in the bracket. Congratulations, yeah. NJIT. I'm That's actually rooting for out. them. Oh, for sure. Oh, they, they're, oh, my, it, they're my number one underdog right now, and I'm all in. We had it today, James Madison upsetting Oklahoma and women's college softball, like yes. in the tournament. Like James Madison was like a plus seven hundred fifty dog, and they upset Oklahoma, the number, the clear, concise number one team in the country in women's college softball. So, NJIT, lock and load, win, eat, win each at bat, go. Like, if if this is a ball game in the fifth inning, I'll be very surprised. But give me that. Yeah. So. I'm all in NJIT, and, and then we're going, uh, I believe, the three and the two seeds. We got Northeastern and Nebraska. Nebraska is a very good hitting team. It they is. score a lot of runs. They'd be a one seed nearly every year. They'd be hosting a regional nearly every single season. Louisiana Tech, they happen to win their um, conference. They got the 16 seed. Um, but in that first bracket, you got Arkansas, NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Congrats. Now, Northeastern and Nebraska. I think Nebraska is going to come out of the bottom part and Arkansas is going to come out of the top part. I think Arkansas runs away with this regional. They're playing at home. They're playing at Baumwalker. It's going to be electric. 
Arkansas's Arkansas is going to win it for sure. I mean, it's a chalk and, but I'm not sleeping on Nebraska. Those boys can hit, they can put up runs and you get to Arkansas's number two guy and you can just go. Maybe some more things can happen. Obviously I have Arkansas coming out of that regional, uh, but it's really weird seeing Nebraska in that regional because they've been a, the big 10 was weird, right? They had no, non-conference turn the non-conference schedule is just the big 10 playing big 10 uh this nebraska team could have been a top 25 team throughout the country through the entire year like i think they would have been a constant um they kind of got screwed with the scheduling and all that but um being being nebraska and then seeing nebraska in this regional was weird and i don't know if you saw it stoney but the the reactions of the Nebraska baseball team when on selection Sunday, when they were releasing it all, excuse me, selection Monday. Uh, did you see, did you see that tweet? I happen to not see that. Okay. Actually. So every player's reaction was pumped, right? Like, yeah, we're in the tournament. And then they realized they were in that Fayetteville regional and they all looked like they saw a ghost. And so one that relates to, okay, they know what's coming up with this Nebraska regional, which is the, excuse me, the Fayetteville regional, which is the best team in the country. Uh, but two, they, I think they were taking back of, Hey, we had a really good year and we're stuck with the best team in the country. Like what the hell does that mean? And I'll plug it down when we launch this uh, pod on the at road Omaha pod. Um, I will, I will put that tweet on there because their interactions were absolutely outrageous from every single member on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. That's kind of how this works though. You got really good teams matching up with really good teams, which makes for great baseball. That's what we all want in the end. Arkansas is head and shoulders above every single other team in this bracket. I believe Vandy is very good. I believe Texas is very good. I believe other teams are very, very good, but I don't think anyone matched what Arkansas did this season. Like I I don't think they had a bad weekend. No. And, and, And we're guilty of it. Everyone in the country's guilty of it. It was all about Vanderbilt. It was all about Rocker. It was all about Lighter. It was all about these two dudes. Warrington, 1A, 1B, they're the guys. They are the top arms in college baseball. But Arkansas went this entire season as a number one with a chip on their shoulder, essentially, and no one talking about them. They just stacked wins. They just kept doing what they did every single week and that was just win and and still at the end of the day it was talking about Vanderbilt 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 and Arkansas was like hey we're just going to keep stacking wins in the SEC we're going to keep stacking wins in the SEC Big 12 tournament uh preseason we're going to keep stacking you know midweek games we're gonna, we're just going to win and when the dust settled at the end of the day Arkansas emerged as the number 1 seed which the, it's completely warranted. They are the team to beat. They are the chalk. They should be and are the ultimate Vegas favorite to win this college world series. But it's not because of everyone else. And I think they channeled it very well. And I talked to Jalen a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jalen battles, a shortstop for Arkansas. And just to hear him walk through what's going on with that team, everyone's thinking together. Everyone wants, if it doesn't matter if you're a starter, if you're a, a reserve guy, you're a bullpen guy, you're a next year guy, it doesn't matter. Everyone is thinking the same on this Arkansas team, which is really rare. You have guys picking each other up. You have guys coming up and pitch it at basket and clutch hits. You have guys coming out of the pin, getting big outs. And that's really rare that you have a, an entire organization and team thinking on the same path. And that's what makes them the most dangerous team in the tournament. Obviously, it's the chalk. They're the number one team in the country. Um, but when you have a team thinking and doing like that on top of the talent, good night. Yeah, and like like we said, no bad weekends this year. Um, we, we thought they might have a bad week where they lost their final game to Louisiana Tech. That, threw, that guy that threw a, a CG, nine innings, like two hits, nuts. And then they lost the opening game to, Ar- and to Alabama and got throttled it was like nine nothing or seven nothing something like that and we're like "Uh oh arkansas on the ropes and then they didn't lose another series so here we are number one seed arkansas we're both taking them easy pick moving on to the rustin regional with our louisiana tech bulldogs Got my dogs they're gonna play their uh 
the four seed writer. I don't know if that's University of Writer or Writer University. Never heard of you. Welcome to the show. Um, and then you got Alabama and NC State. So a lot of people were actually really upset that Alabama made the tournament in the first place. But here I am. I'm not an SEC homer. I'm just an unbiased national uh, college baseball journalist, except for when it comes to Louisville. So Alabama, thank you for keeping Louisville out of the tournament. I, I, this, this bracket is a little interesting because Louisiana Tech, good. National seed, good. NC State, this whole season was supposed to be good, but they only played ACC opponents for the most part. So that's a little wishy-washy. You don't really know what to expect with ACC teams. Mm-hmm. Been talking about it all year. Alabama, they've been good at some points this season, and they've also been really bad. They won. They beat Tennessee once, I believe, in the SEC tournament. And Ryder, I have no idea. I'm not even going to front. I, I couldn't tell you who's on that team or what they've done this season. But Louisiana Tech... This, this is going to be, I think it's going to go chalk. I think Louisiana Tech walks away from their Ruston Regional. They've got a great uh, home atmosphere. They, they play in front of their fans. They, they have a lot of fans. They've had a lot of fans all season long. I'm going with our Diamond Dogs. It's, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I think, I think our Diamond Dogs are the are, – are obviously, they're, they're the hosts. They're the 16th seed. Um, Alabama does scare me a, a tad. Um, but they've they played good baseball, and I I think that Louisiana Tech it's maybe maybe having Riders that first matchup is a um, softening the blow a bit for them. Just like hey, get your feet wet, go to work, because uh, Alabama looms essentially. I think Alabama takes care of NC State, but um, yeah, Louisiana Tech should match up with Arkansas and Supers. Yes, that's a, that's a chalk. There's our one in sixteen parts of the bracket and we're going with our guts. This is what we're going with. We're not betting. I'm not betting on these teams. This is who we think is going to win these parts of the bracket and move on to the super regionals. Moving on to the nine seed of Stanford. They're matching up with North Dakota state. Shout out uh, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance. If they were playing, it might be a different story. Um, And then you got Nevada and UC Irvine. So a little bit of a West coast feel with North Dakota state packed in there um stanford was really hot like in the third quarter of the season and i think they tailed off a little just a tad at the end but not not too far but again they missed a lot of weekends for covid they only played pack 12 opponents so we're we're a lot we're actually unsure of a lot of teams in this entire bracket because they haven't played anyone outside of their conference for the entire season yeah. And they also haven't been super consistent with the games played and everything like the SEC and the Big 12 have. There's been a lot of cancellations across the country, and it's 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 going to be fun. A lot, to, a lot of unexpected things going on coming in this weekend, starting tomorrow, Friday. I'm I'm actually going to go with UC Irvine here. I'm going to I'm wow. not going to talk here. Okay. I'm going with the two seed in this bracket, okay. uh, UC Irvine. A little ant eaters action. Mm-hmm. I I look, it, it's. We talked about it all year, the chaos of this sport, right? Every team is stacked. Every team has seniors that came back. Every team has a recruiting class came in because of last year's COVID restrictions and the MLB draft being shortened. Uh, you just have teams that are stacked. And I think, and we said it all year, that regionals itself are going to be just mass chaos. And we're going to see it starting today when everyone's listening to it now. Um, <clears throat> the fourth, but uh, I don't hate that UC Irvine pick. Like, I know we don't want to go chalk across the board. I think this is a very open regional where a UC Irvine eaters could, could make a run and they have and done it before in the past. They've been a, a, a little mosquito or a gnat in uh, the regional and super regional plays. So, Hey, I'll, I'll ride with you on this one, bro. UC Irvine. And this is college baseball. Anything's anything can happen. North Dakota State could walk away with this regional and go like three and zero and be like, oh wow, oh okay, sure. North Dakota State, welcome to the show. Um, moving on, the number eight seed Texas Tech is hosting in Lubbock with the four seed Army West Point. Then um, you got the three and two seeds North Carolina and UCLA. Now, in a lot of other years, UCLA being a two seed would be surprising, 
this year, UCLA was ranked number two overall, preseason consensus number two overall, right behind Florida. It was Florida, UCLA, and who else can follow right behind them? UCLA uh, clearly did not want to participate in the one and two overall sections. So here they are. They made the top 25 towards the end of the season again. They're, they started playing a little bit better. They still don't have a streaming service. That's adequate for LA. But here we are, the Bruins. They're in the Texas Tech Regional, and it's postseason time. I'm, I'm not going to go against Texas Tech. It just makes too much sense for them to ride to Omaha with the matchups that they've gotten. And I know North Carolina has some history. I know UCLA has some history. Texas Tech has been good for the last decade. I'm going with Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, the, the three dogs in, in the Big 12 is Texas, Texas Tech, and TCU. <laughs> Uh, I think, look, we're talking about dogs. We hear a dog. Uh, I think the big thing is that Texas tech is the, uh, they've been here. They've been a constant, uh, team throughout the playoffs. Their coach just turned that A&M job down. He got a lifelong contract. We talked about it. What does that even equate to, but he's got it. Um, Texas tech and the supers might as well pencil in for the next decade. That's, that's what they are. That's what they do. They play good baseball. I, I will say this to the bottom of my heart. Texas has the best baseball in uh, high school baseball and JUCO baseball. And these teams are, you know, picking these kids up. And so Texas Tech is going to uh, be in the Supers for sure. A guarantee. 100% lock. Take it to the bank. Tell your, tell your bookie. Go to Vegas. Texas Tech will be in the Supers. UCLA is winning this regional now. It's just, it's, it's bound to happen. We, the curse is upon the RTO show. So moving on to the five seed, Arizona hosting Grand Canyon, UC Santa Barbara, and Oklahoma State. Now with this regional, Arizona, they, they've been good this season. They've been bad this season. They've been bad, and then they've been good, and then they've been great. They're all over the place. They won the Pac-12, I believe. They're good. Oklahoma State can also hit a lot of home runs. Is the ball going to carry in the humidity and the heat in Arizona for Oklahoma State? I'm not sure. But I'm going to go with a Pac-12 team here because there's always going to be a Pac-12 team in Supers, and I'm going Arizona. Look, I'm on the other side. I'm on the other side. uh, I think Oklahoma State is playing really good baseball. they're scrappy. They stay in ball games, and I just think this this double elimination um, philosophy and format is is built for Oklahoma State. And I I I'm no disrespect to Arizona. They they played and done what they've done in the Pac-12 throughout the year, uh, but I just think Oklahoma State has just has that edge to them, and it's just that scrappiness. So I'm not going to take chalk here. I'm going to take Oklahoma State winning this Arizona regional. Now, obviously, I don't hate that. I just said something about Oklahoma State being able to match, and they're able to hit a lot of home runs, and I believe it's very possible. Um, but Arizona, I'm going with my Pac-12 team. I'm riding Arizona as my Pac-12 team. I don't know if I'll have another one. We'll keep going through these. I'm literally going off of these based off of my feel. I, yeah. I've looked at the bracket many times, but I have not thought about my picks except for Mississippi State. You already know where I'm going with that. Um but yeah, Arizona, I'm riding my Pac-12 team, and it's going to be Arizona for this part of the bracket. Now, moving on, we got a 12 seed of Ole Miss. Now, Oxford Regional, a little, little bit of a trap regional. It, it, I wouldn't say it's the death group if we're going a uh, little soccer talk here, but it's it's a trap regional. They've got Southeast Missouri State, whatever. They're the four seed, get them out. Florida State and Southern Miss are your, your two and three seeds, or your three and two seeds. Um, Florida State's been good this season. They haven't been the typical Florida State. They're not hosting a regional. They're still good, and they keep making regionals. I don't know how many years in a row it's been now, but it's like 40 or something stupid. But Florida State's good, and Southern Miss is now little brother going up to Oxford, going into Ole Miss, and Southern Miss always has a chip on their shoulder whenever they go to Ole Miss or they go to Mississippi State. They want to prove that they're not a little brother. They want to prove that they're good. Southern Miss is good. They've gone to Super Regionals recently. At, they were in the top 25 throughout the year. They've been good. Part. And I believe they might have been that 16 seed where Louisiana Tech was if they hadn't blown a game in the Correct. Uh, the CUSA 
tournament. But Ole Miss, I, I want to say it's a trap regional, but I, I'm going to go with my gut feeling. I think Ole Miss makes it to the Supers. Anything can happen after that. I'm going with Ole Miss. You want chaos? Uh, Florida State emerges from this regional. Thank God someone else. Florida State. Florida State emerges. I think all eyes are on Ole Miss, Southern Miss, this matchup in this regional and this chaos of it. I think Florida State just fucking thrives. I think they're they're the team. Um, they played good ball sporadically throughout the year. Uh, they're capable of winning big games and, and getting hot when they get hot. And I think this is a moment where Florida State um, can do it. Shout out Christian Ponder. I'll take the Florida State. Take yeah, it regional. It may be my ACC hate brain that's accrued over this year that Florida State was not my pick. It was either going to be Ole Miss or Southern Miss, but I don't hate the pick. I think Florida State's good. I just don't know how good. If stuck in the ACC all year, I, I, I just can't trust an ACC team currently. Oh, that's 100% fair. I mean, we, we, we've been on the case of, of that conference throughout the year. Um, we've called it as we've seen it. And uh, I think we've called it perfectly, but it would be very poetic if, if that, that the conference not to be named made a run um, into supers. Yeah. So we're going to head down to the East Carolina regional, the 13 seed. They got Norfolk state, Maryland, and Charlotte. Now we, we talked up East Carolina this year the pirates they were cooking they were barely scraping like top 12 and we we're like what's up with this they they keep winning more games than everybody else that's in the top 11 they should be in the top 10 they made it to the top 10 and then they started being bad they were wishy-washy they're still good but they're wishy-washy now and that's not how you want to enter the postseason play it could also wake you up you could also be the pirates could be a wagon and they just mow on through and they're in omaha i just don't know how much I trust them right now. And that's why I'm going to go with Charlotte. What? Are we really doing this right now? Yes. You got Charlotte? Yes. I'm all in because Old Dominion and Charlotte entered the top 25 and Indiana State, they all entered the top 25 and we were like, dude, what are these teams doing here? We I'm riding the train. I'm riding the train. I'm going Charlotte. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But God, I'm just a big pirate guy. Like, I don't know if it was just a, a, I was a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan growing up. Like, this is not even great analysis. Like, I'm just going strictly with East Carolina Pirates. They play good baseball. I was a big Jack Sparrow guy. Um, pretty outrageous that we're going Charlotte. I understand why you're doing it because they have played good ball. They emerged in the top 25. Um, they're hot at the right time. The perfect recipe in a regional that is not uh, top loaded. Um, no disrespect to any of the teams in this in this regional, but um, I'm, look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Pirates. I'm gonna go with the Pirates just because uh, I'm a big Jack Sparrow guy. So, someone why with is, the, why is the rum always gone? Mike Mike Leach is my head coach of my my football team. I should be all in on the Pirates. I don't know what I did. I went with Charlotte. I, I went gut reaction. That's that's what that's what happened. I'm sorry. If it if it's wrong, you can yell at me later. I'm writing all of these picks down for future use so we can come back for our regional, our, our super regional pod. And we go through these and we and we talk about the re super regionals and everything. East Carolina, if you're there, I'm sorry I didn't pick you. Moving on to Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee, home of country music. Vanderbilt, the number four. Overall seed are hosting Presbyterian, Indiana State, one of those other three teams that we had just mentioned with Charlotte, and Georgia Tech, the fraud conference that happens to have a lot of teams in this whole bracket for some some reason. I don't get it, but I I don't think anyone can beat Kumar and Jack Leiter in this part of the bracket right now. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. This it, would be the greatest upset of all time if a team with that offense and those two guys um since ucla since trevor bauer and garrett cole not, not making a regional um these two guys are 1a 1b in the draft 
any organization that gets these guys um, have a transcendent arm, essentially. Uh, I think Vanderbilt will roll. They should roll. And if they break a sweat, something terribly went wrong. If there's any game where they sweat one inning or one out or one at bat, something terribly went wrong. And that's no disrespect to Presbyterian, Indiana State, or Georgia Tech. Vanderbilt is just the team that is built for this format. Uh, you got two horses like that. You have a – we talked about it. They have a Sunday problem or not. They got that young kid that's – I think he just turned he's 13 years old. right? Yeah, I think he's 13. Um, possible. Yeah, he's just skipped five grades and he throws 95. But – uh, if that comes about, then hey, then then we'll we'll talk about that then. But you shouldn't lose with Rocker or Lighter on the bump, and they're built for this. So no, yeah, you definitely shouldn't lose this uh, this regional. But I'm rooting for Larry Bird and the Indiana State. I believe they're the Sycamores. I could be completely wrong there, but I'm I'm going Indiana State. I'm, I'm if I'm, if I'm, I'm a team Indiana State or a coach, I am. I am trying to cause chaos, right? Essentially, we know that Vanderbilt is a team to beat. We know the X is on their back. Um, if I'm a skipper on the other side, and if I'm a player on that team, look, we know what the what the challenge is being presented to all of us, one. But two, why not us, right? That should be the motto. Why not us in this moment? And I think that's where things can get dangerous. And I don't, I don't think this regional really screams dangerous things for Vanderbilt. But the further you get, and say a Charlotte, say East Carolina emerges from that other regional and they play the Supers and they have to go to Nashville, that's a tough matchup because Charlotte is really hot. East Carolina is really hot. If if you get if you get Jack or or, or Rocker on a bad day. Now you have to rely on that Sunday guy, you know, who's 13 years old. Like things can, baseball's weird. Things happen. Shit happens. So I don't think there's a emergence of um, being worried for the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt faithful in this regional. I think it should be non sweaty at all, but with an East Carolina or Charlotte looming um, a team that believes in a team that could say, Hey, I don't care who you are that is when things get a little bit dangerous. So I'm excited to see that more than this regional. The only thing I will say is if Indiana state all walks out and sleeveless Larry bird, 33 jerseys, <laughs> it's over. It's Kumar, over. Kumar and Jack Hyder are over. shaking in their Nashville country singing boots. Let me tell you, we're going to continue picking these regionals one by one right after this. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha pod presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha pod. And you can hit that five-star review, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast on the new Apple podcast update. I, I'm still getting used to it. I'm still a little bit lost, but I think it's a follow. You can like us. I don't, I don't really know how it works now, but hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review. And Des, tell me what Texas is, please. Look, Texas is back, right? Here we we said it all year. Texas is back. All right, all right, all right. You know, I mean, hey, we're just vibing, having a good time in, in South by Southwest and Austin, Texas, baby. Um, I am freaking out. I am internally freaking out that we are the number two overall seed. Uh, the road to Omaha road, runs through Austin, Texas, and um, I'm scared. I am absolutely petrified what will happen because uh the running joke is texas is back until they're back and so um i don't know when you're the number two overall see there's a there's a lot there's a lot packed in there they played good ball throughout the year pitching has been great the hitting's been great but over the last two and a half weeks uh the hitting has died down and that's not what you want to see as you enter the regionals and potentially supers and then omaha itself you want to be peaking. You don't want to be uh, dipping a bit, and the offense has been dipping. So uh, when I look at this regional, I hope Texas puts up 50 runs on Southern because that is a little tune-up game. If it's a 3-1 game, it's a 2-1 game, whatever. If Texas offense has not scored more than five runs, panic button. I am pushing it, and I am signing out. The podcast is over because if we don't score more than five runs on Southern, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm sorry. 
All right, I'm going to write that down in my notebook. Keep that for later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for that, the Austin Regional, Texas is hosting. You got Southern University, Fairfield, and Arizona State. Arizona State, they got some pop. They do. It's not sneaky, obviously. It's not sneaky, but their pitching isn't very good, and their bats are, hot, like, raging hot, or they've been in the freezer for the last month and a half, and they have freezer burn. It's There's no in-between. So if you get them on a bad day, you're, you're going to be just fine. Yeah, I think Texas has a really soft regional. Uh, the committee gave them uh, the benefit of the doubt. And the thing I just kind of – I fall back to, and I'll, and I'll talk about it again when, when we get down to TCU, um, as as a kid going through the recruiting process, um, Shost Nagel at TCU and uh, the great all-time, rest in peace, Augie Garrido, is uh, two guys I got to spend a lot of time with. Um, even Coach Pierce, he was, he was at Rice then as a pitching coach. He's now the Texas head coach, but um, two guys that I talked to quite a bit was uh, Shosh Nagel and then uh, Augie Garrido. And the things that the conversations we had baseball-wise was just at such a high level I could never comprehend. And, and looking back, it was just – I maybe grasped 1% of the conversation with those guys. But two, they also knew who I was, who my family was, who I was dating, who – whatever I did, they knew all those details – and it's it was special, and I I'm and I'm saying that because I was I was a TCU commit. I would never was good enough to play at Texas, but I had a bunch of friends that did, and I just went along with the camps with them. But Augie taking time out and just talking to me and talking about baseball and picking my brain and, and talking and asking about my parents um, was truly what resonated the most with me. And, and it was the same thing with Shaw Snagle at TCU, and when I committed to him it was committed to him as a head coach and not, and not to the program because that's what I, my belief was with him. Um, but at that time with at, at the time at Texas, when we got to talk, it was always Omaha, always Omaha with skip and with Augie. And um, that's what they built up to. They, they built up, they built the program for Omaha. They built the schedule up. You peak, you peak, you peak, you peak, you peak. And then Omaha's here you go. And um it was at the the later tenure of the Augie Garrido uh, empire at Texas, but it, it was truly special to see how these guys operate because I I'm sure it's operating across the country, but when you're a legend or you're a uh, top coach in the state of Texas, that um, you build a program that way, it, it's truly special. So I think these boys um, and that's why, obviously, I have a Big 12 bias, and I, I'm big on TCU, I'm big on Texas, I'm big on Tech, that it resonates throughout this state, and it resonates throughout these high schools that are are playing for the state championship this week. And because you, you play for more than what's on the back of your jersey, it's on the front, and it resonates. And when you build a program that's, hey, it's Omaha or bust, uh, it resonates, and yes, Augie's long, long gone, and Coach Pierce has, has taken over those reins. But I, I just think these boys at Texas are, are are built for Omaha, and they should be Omaha Horns. I really do. Yeah, and NCAA. If any of you NCAA board members, employees, team members, whatever you are, if you just heard Dez's soliloquy, monologue, whatever that was, listen to that because. You only have two paid assistants right now. Where is the third one? Where is the fourth one? Where is yeah. the fifth one? These players and these coaches, they all mean so much to each other. The coaches would say the same thing about a player. The, the players will say the same thing about all of their coaches paid or not paid. The NCAA has infinite money. They own the world, essentially. They have Correct. everything they could ever dream of. All of these schools have everything they could ever dream of. Not all of them, but I'd say at least half of these schools in this 64 team bracket have just millions on millions on millions of dollars, just piling up in the back of their athletic department, doing nothing, pay your assistance, give the players more access to more cool things like Mississippi state. They have the trackmen underneath the stadium. They can track their pitches, their exit below their, their spin rate on their pitches and all that kind of stuff. Like let all of these programs have that and give them a coach in order to, teach him how to use it like it just doesn't make sense that all these players are getting to either a minor league team like a low a team and they're showing up and they've never seen a track man because or if they have they don't know how to use it because they didn't have a paid coach in order to show them how to use it pay 100 the coaches 
please. 100%. I, th- I think that you have an opportunity, the NCAA, where you have this product that you make so much money off of and you're leaving so much money on the sidelines because you're not setting it up for success. And, and I talk to you, Stoney, every single day. I talk to all, all the guys at Apollo that at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about the name. It's about setting up our guys for success. Like I want to make sure that everyone is in a position to succeed. And the NCAA is not doing that for any staff, any school in the country because they're cashing checks. Yes. At the end of the day, their, their bottom line is getting fatter. They're, they're making a ton of money, but they're not maximizing it because you you're not maximizing the coaching staff. You're not maximizing scholarships. You're, you're falling behind and you're just taking low hanging fruit. And I think that we'll get that shift and change in culture. And it's, it's a long time coming because it should have been done years and years ago, but here we are in 2021 and we're still having these conversations and it sucks because all these schools are put behind the eight ball and they're not being able to maximize any of it. And they should, because the, us as baseball fans are going to be watching every single minute of this over the next, you know, month and they're making money and they're cashing checks and, and they're not even making, they're not even making as much money as they should because they're not maximizing it and it, and it sucks. And I really hope the NCAA wakes up, but I, I don't think they will, man. It sucks. We all know that it, it's not going to change anytime soon, but yeah. the more eyeballs we can get on this sport and the more complaints we can get from people in this sport about not having enough coaches, not having enough recognition, not having enough streaming. It's going to help. People are going to recognize, they're going to realize that this sport can make a lot more money than it already does. We said all of that to say, we're both taking Texas, Texas back, hook them, Matthew McConaughey, whatever else you want to say about Texas. Moving on to Gainesville, the 15 seed, consistent number one overall preseason team, Florida Gators hosting in the Gainesville regional with South Florida, South Alabama, and the Miami Hurricanes. This this is what the regions about are it. all about. We we said it three or four weeks ago on this little projection on D1 baseball. They're like projection of 64. Florida, Miami, we're in the same regional. And I said it and Des said it. We needed it. We needed it. We, we definitely it. needed it. And we got it. And here we are. It's regional time, and we got Florida and Miami in the same regional, the one and two seeds in the Gainesville Regional. Florida's been good as of late. They've been Their bats are hot and terrifying. I watched Mississippi State get run-ruled by Florida, and I would not want to mess with their, their bats right now. Miami, they have some guys that can swing it. They got some guys that can pitch it. Again, another ACC team. So I don't know if I should trust them or not. And I'm not going to. I'm going to take the Florida Gators. I trust an SEC team more than I trust an ACC team. And that's all it boils down to because they've both been inconsistent. Miami beat them in the first weekend of the season, but they've both been inconsistent. And when it comes down to it, I got got to go with the SEC team. The one that won the national title, what, four years ago? Look, I know the SEC bias is here. Correct. I get it, 100%. But a Florida-Miami matchup um not even i mean they they respectively should each win their first game and no disrespect to south florida south alabama so we should get a florida miami game to go the winner goes to the you know regional championship game where they get they have to get double dip but everything goes out the door when those two teams come across the field to each other they're rivals in-state rivals they hate each other um Gainesville versus Coral Gables to go to supers um that's chaos and that's what we wanted and we got it I'm going to take Miami um I don't want to play Florida as a Texas fan coming of the regional above that uh Florida kind of scares me quite a bit so I I am kind of rooting for Miami to be spoiler because I think that's a better matchup for the University of Texas but um when Florida and Miami play each other, throw all the rankings out. It's a dogfight, and it's just go time. So I'll, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Hurricanes. I don't hate it. Like I said, it was a toss up between conferences, which is not how you're supposed to pick this, but it's what my gut told me. It's what my head told me. I had yeah. to go with it. Florida Miami is gonna be so much fun. 
there's so much hate in between those two schools. I'm, I'm so glad that we got a regional with them too in it. But moving on to Notre Dame, somewhere in what, Indiana, Illinois, one of those Northern states. Are you in the ACC? Are you in the Big Ten? Are you a non-conference team? Notre Dame, what are you doing? I don't know. ACC team, they've got Central Michigan, Michigan, and UConn. Now, at the end of the season, Notre Dame was projected to be a, I want to say the eight seed. So they would host a regional and they would host a super regional if they were to make it past the regional. They ended up being the 10 seed. And we'll talk about how that kind of happened in the next part of the bracket. But Notre Dame, they got a tough draw. They got a rival in Michigan. They got a, a team that hits a lot of home runs in Central Michigan and another team that scores a lot of runs in UConn. And I don't think they make it out. I, I sincerely don't think they make it out of their own regional. And I, it's any one of those three teams. And gut feeling this morning when I was looking at it, I was thinking Michigan. This afternoon, I'm thinking UConn. Tonight, I'm going back with Michigan. I'm taking yeah. Michigan. I'm writing it down. Can't change it now. Yeah, write it down. It's touchdown, De touchdown Jesus or home run Jesus walking through that door. And we said it all year, and Notre Dame is constantly one series. They won, not not pretty, but a win is a win, right? Um, and here we are. They're the number 10 seed. Uh, it is a tough regional for sure. Michigan is, if you if you told me UConn won this regional, you told me Michigan won this regional, you told me Notre Dame won this regional, I just said, yeah, I believe you. Um, I am going to go with Notre Dame. It's a chalk. I get it. I understand it. Um, Michigan and UConn are going to push them, but home run Jesus is walking through that door for Notre Dame in this regional. I will remind you folks that are listening to this right now, 2019 Michigan was one win away from winning a national title against Vanderbilt and Kumar Rocker. Just a reminder, some of those players are still on this team. Some of them are not. I'm going with Michigan. That's that was, I get it. Not my gut feeling as you heard, because I flip-flopped 17 different times. But Look, Stoney's going to be wearing khakis like like Harbaugh. And, and I'm going to get the glasses for, and the Jordan Jumpman hat and everything. It. It's going to be awesome. Look, I'm going to be Monte Teo with his invisible girlfriend, and I'm going to cheer for Notre Dame. So. I'm all in. Des, you know what Let's I just, just noticed? Let's just skip over this regional. No, no, no. Let's just skip over it. No, I just noticed something. Nothing to do with my regional. If both of our teams make it all the way to Omaha, we would play each other first. I know. It's it, it literally, and we might both be there. I don't know if you're going to end up going. I might, I, I may fly. I think I'm going. Cabo. I may straight for if, if we have this matchup, I will fly from, I will fly directly from Cabo to this matchup and fly back out. We'd have to get a camera, like a live stream on us the whole time. <laughs> we, we'd have to watch it in the stands with a live stream pointing at our faces oh, no. to see every pitch and every live reaction. It'd be terrifying. Mississippi State, they're hosting a regional, Starkville. Nothing new here. We got Sanford, Campbell, VCU. Honestly, oh, so I have to talk about this. So John Cohen, athletic director of Mississippi State, is on the board, on the committee that chooses who's on these, who all 64 of these teams. John Cohen has a vote. Now, I'm not saying that John Cohen is the reason that Ole Miss got a shitty regional and Mississippi State got a good regional, but I'm not not saying that. And I'm also not not saying that John Cohen is the reason that Mississippi State is a seven seed in hosting and not a nine seed in not hosting a super regional if they are to get there. That's all I'm going to say. I'm taking state. It's, it's an easy pick for me. Look, yeah. Mississippi state. Oh, look, VCU's right there. Shout out Shaka Smart. I get it. Uh, the Havoc offense could be there, but Mississippi state. It's easy. Yep. We'll I mean, this is, look, this is the easiest regional in, in the entire country. I don't know how you did it. I don't know who you paid Stoney, um, but you got it. And I'm happy for you. Look, as an unbiased national media College baseball journalists, I get it. Congratulations. That was you got the easiest regional as a seven seed. Look, I'm I'm not not saying I did something to make sure that got done. But moving on, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the last part of the the final and fourth part of the bracket right after this. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast. If you haven't already, head up, head on down to the Apollo HOU Twitter. And follow pretty much everyone that that Twitter is following. You got lots of great content creators, a lot of, a lot of bloggers, a lot of video guys, a lot of graphic guys, um, a lot of good content going on there. 
and obviously <sighs> we got the bulldogs up in the house dogs are barking um but obviously you got us the road to Omaha boys me and des the fort worth regional tcu i i also said this a few weeks ago when they had the the projection of 64 um on d1 baseball TCU and Dallas Baptist University in the same regional is very fun for me because it's Fort Worth and Dallas. There's big rivalry there. Fort Worth hates hate Dallas. Dallas hate doesn't care about Fort Worth. It's it's the weirdest dynamic because Dallas had, could care less about Fort Worth and Fort Worth absolutely hates the city of Dallas. And I am all in on Oregon State. Just to say, I'm all in on Oregon State. That's who I'm taking in this region. All of that and you're taking Oregon State. Um I get it. Oregon State's been here before. Um, they, they've done some things. They've had some guys on their team that shouldn't be on their team. Uh, they've, they've made this run before. It's nothing new to them. Uh, DBU has been spoiler. TCU has been a constant in Omaha over the last decade. Uh, I'm going with my, with my, with my coach, uh, Mr. Shawsnagel. I'm going to take TCU. Um, but I do think that this um, this regional and this side of the bracket is chaos. So it wouldn't surprise me if any of the other teams emerge from it, but I'm going to go with the, one of the hottest teams in the country, even though they did drop that last series that opened the door for Texas to win the Big 12, but uh, I'll take TCU. Said all of that about TCU and Dallas Baptist. I got a lot of friends that went to TCU. My best friend swam there. Big buddies with everyone there. I picked Oregon State. Not out of love. I picked it out of hate. I don't like Oregon State. I'm a big duck guy, if you haven't noticed by the, the previous podcast. So TCU, I meant no harm by that. I just had to go with my gut there. We're going on to the next weird top 25 team that we had this year. Old Dominion is hosting. Psych, they're not, because South Carolina's hosting. That's and so Old weird. Dominion is the one seed. It's so weird. NCAA, you messed up. I know it's not the first time. I know it's not the first time, but it's still ridiculous that this is even a conversation or a thought or a process that y'all still do. Old Dominion should be hosting, even if they have a smaller ballpark. I get that you want more people there. I get that you want to make money. Let the team host if they earn a hosting position. They are 11. They're the number 11 overall national seed. They should be able to host. South Carolina. It's 100% capacity. No mass, no vibes. Give Old Dominion the place. Give them their regional. They deserve it. They do, but we got Jacksonville as the four seed, and then you got Virginia and South Carolina as the three and the two seed. South Carolina, confusing. We wrote them off early, or I wrote them off early. I don't know if – I can't remember if Des did, but I called them frauds pretty early on, two weeks in a row. I think I'm still right. I'm going to take Virginia. Wow. Curveball. I'm taking Virginia. Wow. Um, this is tough. That's this my ACC big- team. Welcome. That is that is a it is a tough um, conversation to have, right? We have our boy Ben Verlander who loves Apollo Media from Old Dominion. Uh, we got the only maybe capable team in the ACC of Virginia. We have your SEC bias of South Carolina, and I got to see him play in Austin. Who they played very well. It just Texas was a little bit better that weekend. Um, I'm gonna go South Carolina. I'm going to go with the the team that's run through the gauntlet of a tough, tough conference who uh, has seen different things and different high caliber players. They're, they're in the confines of their own place and uh, have an edge. So I'm going to go with South Carolina. Yeah, obviously I don't hate that SEC teams are always going to be very good. This regional is a little wonky because Old Dominion's the top 25 team. South Carolina was not. Virginia was not. Virginia was a highly touted ACC team at the start of the season. They fell off nearly immediately. They were almost in the not in the top 25 for a majority of the season, I want to say, and they creeped back in toward the end. Jacksonville, I'm sorry you're even in this regional. We haven't even talked about you. Sorry about it. You're a four seed. I can't help it. You're not very yeah. good compared to these other teams, and even they aren't the best teams. So I don't hate the South Carolina pick. They hit a lot of home runs, but if they don't hit any home runs, they're probably screwed. That's why I went with Virginia. I don't know. I just – I saw the little Cavalier, the sword logo and everything. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm in. It works. Eugene. Eugene, Oregon. Quack, 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 quack. Our Ducks. Our Oregon Ducks. Phil Knight, sponsor. 
they are hosting a regional. This is all we wanted all season. We we're like, hey, road to Omaha. It's going to go through Eugene at some point. They're going to host a regional. We're not sure if they're going to host a super. They may or may not still, but they've got Central Connecticut State. Congrats, you made it. LSU and Gonzaga. Now this, these four, is also another one where anyone can win it. I'm not even sure. I'm, I, I think Central Connecticut State could still win it. It's a confusing bracket. I'm going Ducks. Ooh. I'm going Ducks going because ducks. of my fandom and my bandwagon and your bandwagon that we created earlier on in the season. I'm, I'm sticking with it, and you're about to see that I'm not going to stick with one in a minute here, but uh, I'm sticking with the bandwagon. I'm going Oregon. Uh, look, I want to go with our Ducks. I really do. I really, really, really want to. I, I'm a sellout. I'm a mercenary. You talked about it all year. But how appropriate would it be for LSU to make a run? Right? Coach retiring. One last call. One last run. They played pretty shitty baseball throughout the year. Hill's gone. They're top dog. Uh, but it would make sense in a weird way of a uh, 2021 year that LSU makes it to his super. And um, you know what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Tigers. Go Tigers! Coach O's not walking through that door, but go Tigers! Yeah, like you said, Maneri, Coach Maneri, he's he's finally hanging up the cleats, hanging up the hat, hanging up the pants, whatever you want to call. LSU, you've been bad all year. Congrats on making sense, it right. Like they're not at the box; they're on the road. They're in Eugene. It'd be so I mean, weird. They could literally get their asses handed, but that would not surprise me one bit. But also, like, LSU and Supers rallying around by their coach retiring. Like, that's what I'm – I'm on that narrative. The um, one counter I have, though, is how many of these boys, the Cajun boys, have gone to either the West Coast or even the Pacific Northwest of Oregon? Look, I've been I, – I, I just got back uh, two months ago from Oregon for a golf trip, and we went – we stayed a night in Eugene. And I thought it was going to be some metropolis, like Phil Knight, you know, little mini city with like a sky rise and all this, all this Nike stuff. It's not, it's, it's a, it's a small college town. Like it's really, I mean, when you look to your left, you look to your right, there's multi-million dollar buildings, obviously from what Phil Knight has pumped in for the, for the school and athletic side, but the town itself is reminding me a lot of college station. And so, um, I think if LSU just does their thing and and I don't think there's a shell shock factor at all. Obviously the weather should be pretty perfect. I think it'll probably be the best regional due to like weather wise. Um, but I just it just feels like LSU, this is what LSU does. Like everyone's counting them out. Every everyone has has shit in them all year. Like, why not them? And it, it's a soft regional. I, even though we're Oregon Duck guys? Yeah, I, I don't hate it, obviously. If LSU or Gonzaga win this regional, I'm not going to be surprised. I don't think anything in, that happens in this regional I'm going to be surprised by. It's, it like you said, it's kind of a weak regional. Anything can happen. That's what happens when you get a, a really weak regional without a team like Mississippi State or Texas or Arkansas on top of it. Moving on to the last part of our bracket. We're about to wrap this up. I am officially hereby declaring that I am unhitching my bandwagon to the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm out. Whoa. You had it. Breaking news. I'm out on the Tennessee Volunteers for really no particular reason. I just don't, I don't know. They did really well. They made it to the, the SEC championship game. They're number three overall national seed. They did all the right things. They won 40 regular season games. They played Arkansas really tough. They they did all of the right things. And you know, that's how you know I know the stock market. I'm selling high, baby. You're selling I'm out high. on the Tennessee Volunteers. I own, I don't know, I don't think I own any like individual stocks. I got a Roth IRA or something, mutual funds, whatever it is. I'm out. Tennessee, I'm out. I'm selling you. Goodbye. I'm taking right state, I'm taking the four what? seed. What? Four seed. Four We're seed. Taking four right seed. state. Is this really happening right now? They are like top 10 in every hitting category. And Mississippi State no hit them. So I want them in Omaha so we can no hit them again. 
This is chaos. Right state. I'm taking Look, them. This region has been chaos. I've understand it from the very jump. We were looking at, we're studying it, we're talking it off here. Um, ten, I said Tennessee got got the death group. It's it's a terrible, terrible grouping for a number three team uh, overall seed. And um, Wright State, like you said, top offense. Liberty's playing really good ball. Duke may be the hottest team in the country. Um, I'm not going to go chalk. I, I think I think Tennessee will will emerge from this regional. But for this podcast, I'm going to take Duke. I think Duke is the hottest team in the country. I think they are winning games at a, a level that they have so much confidence in. It, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter who you have across the um, across that across the diamond. I, I think that uh, Duke probably fa- obviously facing the number two for Tennessee. Be different. I mean, if Tennessee throws their number two and they keeps their ace for Duke, that'd be a different um, scenario. And I think that's what Tennessee should probably do. May get their hand caught in the cookie jar if they do that. But if Duke faces the number two at Tennessee, Duke may be in the driver's seat. I really yeah. do believe that. Duke is definitely the hottest team in the in the nation by far. They weren't even on the last five in, the last five out. Yeah. They weren't even on those lists, not even close to it. And they won the ACC tournament. That's how terrible ACC is. Get out of my face, ACC. Wright State is good. That's Dude, what I'm. I, that's, I'm that's what I'm gonna ride. That that's what I'm putting, just saying. You put it all on the table right there. I took a lot of chalk, but you taking Wright State? Wow. It's college baseball. I don't. I get it. I get it's, it. Um, I'm having major Ole Miss versus Tennessee Tech vibes in this regional. Okay. Shout because Tennessee, Tennessee Tech. Tech did it twice. Ole Miss, if you've got, forgotten, I will not yeah. let you forget that. I know you don't. Or any of you listening to it, I will remind you each and every year when we're doing this podcast. But Tennessee, I don't know. I just had those vibes and I unhitched my bandwagon this morning. I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm out on Tennessee. I don't know why. I think I'm out. So, our biggest upsets on this pod, I'm having Florida State over Ole Miss, and you're having. <laughs> You have Wright State <laughs> over Tennessee. Yes. So two SEC teams falling that are perennial uh, thoughts of being in Omaha. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, I picked a four seed, so that's – Yeah, you did. That was – You can tell it it's past my bedtime. So, um, But that's your regional wrap-up. If we're going by numbers here, there's 16 – teams that will emerge from this to go to the super regionals and out of the 16 teams that we picked to win the regional we only had seven that were the same and that were chalk so we got some variety here we got something to talk about when the region and the super regionals come up here next week we're going to try to put together a super pod with super super regional pod i don't know we're going to call it the super pod it makes sense um but that's your regional wrap-up preview wrap-up preview preview wrap-up um We'll have a we'll have a wrap up later. Regionals are starting. Dude, we're here. As you're listening to this, you're going to be we're watching here. a regional within an hour, probably maybe two. It's going to be fun. Regionals are usually fun, but not like the most fun. But it's postseason baseball. So if your team is in this tournament, I know your eyes are going to be your two eyes, your three eyes, whatever you've got, are going to be glued to those TVs. If your team's in this in these regionals, so. Our, our Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, our East Carolina Pirates, or yours now because I, I didn't pick them. Yeah, you didn't. Your, I your didn't te- pick our Ducks. Your Texas Longhorns, my Mississippi State Bulldogs, my Oregon Ducks, and my Wright State, whatever your mascot is, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm going to do some research. That's great. I can't wait. I I'm- think we're going to have really – really really good baseball throughout uh the weekend um from early in the morning to late at night i can't wait that's the best part of the day right because we, we're going to be able to sit there and be like wow, that's really good baseball yeah and then at like 9 p.m we're like oh we have the entire west coast regionals kicking off so and you're, you're starting at 9 or 10 a.m like the oh, sec yeah. tournament was kicking off at 9 30 those games didn't count by the way mississippi state did not play any 9 30 games I, I don't know what you're talking about so 9.30 games don't don't matter, clearly. So 9 or 10, those can count, but 9.30 clearly don't count. But, yeah, that's our, our, our regional 
preview on the Road to Omaha podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod. Leave a five star review. Subscribe, follow whatever it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, wherever you're getting your podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Be greatly appreciated. And we'll be back with the Super Pod next week. Super Pod.